In a few moments at the end of the teaching, you're going to be invited to respond in prayer. A congregation of this size, there is someone, probably many someones, and in some level all of us, who, uh, who are being called by God to respond. Whether, uh, whether that prayer takes place standing and singing the last song, whether it takes place kneeling at the altar, God hears them just the same. God hears the prayers of those who call out His name. There is something powerful, I will say, about, about stepping forward, about, about kneeling in submission. And yet, and yet God hears the prayers of either. We, uh, we are beginning uh, a new thing uh, this, this weekend that we will move forward with. It's, uh, it's, 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 it's folks who have prayerfully prepared to uh, prepare themselves that on Sunday mornings at the end of a service to find their ways down to the front of each of our services and, uh, and to be available if, if someone comes forward to pray for anything, wh- whatever it might be, uh, but, but would like someone to pray with them, all you'd have to do is just turn to them and speak and they'll, um, they'll, uh, they'll be happy to, uh, to join with you in prayer and, uh, and, 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 and pray on, on behalf of, uh, of, of, of Christ that God would work in your life. That is available this day and every day. We, uh, we are on this quest and, uh, and we're now found ourselves uh, uh, making this fourth move. First, First, though, we heard clearly good news. Good news that God made you very good. In fact, the way the scripture actually tells the story is that, is that the world was good six days in, but by the end of that sixth day, God looks at the world and says, it's not just good any longer, it's now very good because you arrived on the scene. That's, that's our understanding of what it means to be created in the image and likeness of God. I mean, I look at you, and I'm thinking, that, that's a good-looking man. Wait, okay, never mind, Kenan, sorry. Um, but, but indeed, it's true. It's true, we've been made in the image and likeness of God. There is something from our very beginnings that was right, very right. Of course, that is until chapter 2, or although in Genesis, Genesis 3 is when it makes its appearance in the Bible, this second move is that despite the way we were made in our freedom, we chose our wills instead of trusting God. We, we chose our way instead of God's way. And the way it worked out was this, this serpent walking around apparently, because this is before it had been cast down to the belly of the ground, walking around the serpent comes and says, hey, I'm not sure God is trustworthy. And Adam and Eve believed it. And they went their own way. And then last week, this third move we've heard is that that, that introduction of sin with our freedom is uh is is this is this is this terrible outpouring it's 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 more than just a single grain of sand that impairs our vision and waters our eyes it's it's like a mound of sand that so clouds our ability to see who we are who god is and how the world works that it's that it that it that it comes like spiritual warfare there are forces working against us to ever get back this is the truth this is the quest, not just, not just the title of a book, but really, really the overarching truth of the Scriptures. 
This is, a, this is one of the ways that Paul captures that. It's a, if you'll turn in your Bibles with me, it's a, Ephesians chapter 2, verses 3 and 4. It says this, At one time you were like those persons, those persons who are, who are, who are overcome with sin. These, this, this is the move. All of you used to do whatever felt good and whatever you thought you wanted so that you were children headed for punishment just like everyone else. However, God is rich in mercy. He brought us to life with Christ while we were dead as a result of those things that we did. Wrong. He did this because of the great love that he has for us. You are saved by God's grace. And all God's people said, amen. Yeah, this actually, this was the passage that Bishop Lawson Bryan preached to us in September here. Remember, we, we, we had, we had the, 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 wooden, the wooden podium up here on the stage and he got behind it and he preached us a message. It's his favorite verse of scripture since he's come here into South Georgia from, uh, from, from, his, from pastoring in, in Alabama and West Florida. It's, it's this truth that though we were dead to sin, we have been made alive together in Christ. He made us repeat it, I think, that morning. We are alive together in Christ. He just repeated it over and over again. This is the truth. Now, the way, the way David Long tells it in chapter 4 of the book that we've been preaching through, in fact, it's the beginning, it's those first words. You've got that slide up there for us. The message Jesus and his disciples taught was not only... Now, this is important. Not only a message of forgiveness, not only a message of judicial restoration of one's relationship with God. Let me pause and say this. Look, the preacher has stood in front of you and before and said, you need to be forgiven of your sins. And that's true. The preacher stood in front of you and before and said, look, it's, it's like you've seen the pictures, you've seen the cartoons where, 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 where there's a little stick figure on, on a cliff and underneath the cliff are the words like, like sin or death or destruction, right? You know, and we're standing on that cliff and then over here is another cliff and there's a chasm in between and on the other cliff it says life and happiness and goodness and everything that's great, right? I mean, your, your, your team wins every game if you can get to this side of the cliff, right? And, and in the cartoon, it says, it, 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 it'll, show, it'll show like a cross. And the cross will fall right into place and we'll walk right over. And that's completely true. Or, or, or the accounting terminology that says that, that, we, that we find ourselves because of our sins and our selfishness and, 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 and our choosing our will over God's will, that, that, that we're on the wrong side of the ledger. You've heard it said that way too. All those things are true, but this is right also, that there's more to it. And so there's a but before the sentence is over. But it's not just that. It's also that Jesus preached a message of newness of life, transformation of life, here and now. It's not enough. It's not enough to be made right and then stop. There's to be a transformation that is ongoing. In fact, the way he goes on to say it later on in the book is that growth in holiness must have a point of beginning. 
And while it may be experienced differently, that beginning is no insignificant moment. It involves a glimpse of the holiness of God and leaves an awareness in the deeper, excuse me, in the believer that he or she is not holy and is dependent for change upon the grace of God. This This is the truth of where we find ourselves, made in the image of God, but but fallen and now and now attacked by this by this piling mound, these forces that would keep us under. And yet, and yet there is the opportunity to turn. There is the opportunity for things to be different and things to be better. And yet, and yet there remains some. How do I say it? Some confusion over the need for that and how it works. And, it, and, and, and if once is good enough, it was, a, it was that kind of confusion that makes its way into one of the, in one of the, the, the great stories of the Scriptures. It's, it's, it's a story, it's really a, actually an exchange, a conversation, a dialogue between Jesus and a leader of the Jews, his name was Nicodemus. It comes to us in, uh, in John chapter 3. I invite you to turn in your Bibles. We, uh, we give these, these green Bibles away, the Bible that I preach from. We give these away out in the, uh, in the entrance ways. I invite you to turn in the Bible you've brought with you or, or power on your device and, and find your way. I want, I want to pick up this story in John chapter 3. You know, we all know, we all know John 3, 16 and, 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 and the powerful truth that, that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that the world would not perish but have have eternal life. That truth uttered by Christ happened after this conversation. And this is how it went. There was a Pharisee named Nicodemus, a Jewish leader. He came to Jesus at night and said to him, Rabbi, we, so he's speaking on behalf of others, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God. For, for no one could do these miraculous signs that you do unless God is with him. Because, because for Nicodemus, Jesus' power was external. It was something that people could see. He's given him credit for being, for being powerful, but the power that Nicodemus is aware of is only that that all the people can see. It's these signs that you've been doing that, that indicate that you must be powerful. It's, it's an outer expression. Jesus answered, I assure you, unless someone is born, and, 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 and the Greek word here that Jesus, that's being translated from what Jesus would have uttered, he says, unless someone is born anothen, that's the Greek word, A-N-O-T-H-E-N, anothen. Unless someone is born anothen, it's not possible to see God's kingdom. Now, a part of the confusion that's 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 gonna present itself in this passage of scripture, in this story between Nicodemus and Jesus, is that in the Greek language, there were far fewer words. So nearly every word, the majority of words, would be given multiple meanings and definitions. Here Jesus is using the word anothen, and he means it one way. But it's clear that Nicodemus hears him meaning it a different way. 
Jesus says anothen, and he means born from above. But, but like the, 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 the verse translates, Nicodemus hears it differently. Nicodemus says, okay, hold on. His face would have scrunched up. It doesn't say that in the Bible, but I know it would have. You know what I'm talking about? When the, when the person across from you says something that you go, what? And you go, what? How is it possible for an adult to be born? He's actually probably looking at Jesus and going, if you miss that, 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 uh, that day in class in middle school, I don't know what to do with you, right? Because it doesn't, you don't go backwards. Once you've reached this height, you don't get small again. You don't come out into the world that way again. It's impossible to enter the mother's womb for a second time and be born, isn't it? What are you talking about with this born anothen, born again? Jesus answered, I assure you, unless someone is born of water and the Spirit, which is the, the Greek word pneuma, it's not possible to enter God's kingdom. Whatever is born of the flesh is flesh, and whatever is born of the Spirit is spirit. Don't be surprised that I say to you, you must be born anothen, you must be born again, you must be born from above. God's Spirit, the pneuma, and then he, and then he throws him another curveball. Because pneuma can be translated as spirit, but it also can be translated as wind. And so he says, this Spirit blows wherever it wishes. You hear its sound, but you don't know where it comes from or where it is going. It's the same with everyone who is born of the Spirit. <laughs> Nicodemus at this point, very confused, says, how are these, th- these things possible? And Jesus answered, you are a teacher of Israel and you don't know these things? This is the word of God, for we the people of God, and we say together, thanks be to God. It is, it's understandable on some level for, for Nicodemus to be confused. Because there are words being used that have multiple meanings, and it's clear that Nicodemus is on one meaning when Jesus is on the other. And then when Jesus turns it around, Nicodemus thinks he's on the right meaning and only to find that Jesus is on a different meaning. But there's another cause and explanation for the confusion you see Nicodemus this leader of the Jews believed with all of his heart that 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 to have life only required one birth I mean, th- think with me I mean, it, it, was, it, was, it was widely understood that to be Jewish by birth meant you were good. You were in. You were taken care of. There was, there was no need. There was no need for the cartoon images of a cross that went from one side to the other because you were already born on the right side of the cartoon. You were already on the cliff of everlasting life. I mean, Nicodemus comes and says, what do you mean I have to be born again? Because one birth is enough. I keep my phone, I keep my phone turned off 
uh, for, for the sound, but, uh, but when I get a text message or the phone rings, it'll, uh, it'll, it'll buzz you know, in my pocket or there on the, on the counter. And it was, uh, it was on the nightstand next to me yesterday morning. I don't know the sun was even up yet. It was, it was still dark, uh, at least in Bon Air. And uh, I was up getting Sam ready to go off to a baseball scrimmage yesterday morning when, uh, when my phone buzzed and it said I had a text message. But you'll appreciate this. It was, a, it was a text, and it said on it, Bishop Lawson Bryan. Now, I don't know about you, uh, but I can tell you about me. When, uh, when you're a preacher of a local Methodist church, and you get a text message from the bishop, for just a split second, you go, what in the world is he doing texting me at dark 30 on a Saturday morning? And it gets worse, okay? He texts to say, I've run into some of your people down here at Epworth-by-the-Sea. They wanted me to tell you hello. And I'm thinking, goodness gracious, who's he talking to? You got that picture? Oh. Can you make these folks out? Now, now uh, I, I don't want to talk about anybody behind their back, so I'm going to face them right now. Um, <clears throat> of all the people in Bon Air that I want the bishop talking to, Terry Everett, Janet Renault? Oh my gosh. Now, here's the truth. This is the honest truth. Go back and look at my phone. They, uh, they don't even, I don't even know that they give him their names because he texts me and says, hey, I met some people, some ladies from your church that are down here for the retreat. You know, we have 88 women that are down, down at the retreat this weekend. They're, they're, they're headed back, um, like, like Sully had us praying for them. They're, head, they're headed back today. Uh, 88 women down there. Um, he says, I met them. They described themselves by their nicknames because one of them goes by the nickname Black Dog and one of them goes by the nickname White Dog. Did you know this? Does anybody know the difference? Which, which one is which? Terry's Black Dog and Janet's White Dog. Okay, that's good. That's good. So he t- this is the bishop of the South Georgia Conference texting me about my people, giving me their nicknames, and I'm up here going, goodness gracious, goodness gracious. But it's early in the morning, and I begin to think, I begin to think about uh, what's happening on the grounds of Epworth-by-the-Sea. And I'm reminded of, of how much that, 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 that part of the world means to me. I was, uh, uh, I've, I've lived there before. I, I don't ever want to live there again permanently because the Nats, the Nats and I don't get along. Um, if you've not ever been to the coast, then, uh, then you'll uh, not know what I mean. But the Nats, uh, they, they, uh, they keep me indoors. But there is, there is something significant about this part of the world. You, you got that map? This is a, this is, this is a map off the, uh, off the web. And there's these three pin points there. And over here on the left is, uh, is, is a marker that's, uh, that's right over the hospital in Brunswick, Georgia. The mainland off of, uh, uh, off of St. Simons where Epworth-by-the-Sea is. It was in that hospital, it was in that hospital one October morning in the 1800s that I was born. It was, it was in that hospital, they've added on to it and it's gotten bigger and whatnot, but it was in, it was in that hospital those years ago that, that, that my life was forever changed by, by, by entering the world through my birth. 
But, but here's the thing. While I was born and had eternal life on that day, I, I entered the world with a trajectory that would only lead to heartache and suffering that would, that would, that would eventually lead to, 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 to something equal to terror. But what happened in that next pinpoint, just 10 years later, do you, you know, keep, keep with the math, yeah. On the grounds of Epworth by the Sea, one, one summer night when I was down there as a fourth or fifth grader at summer camp would change my life forever. You see, I was born under one of those markers, but I was reborn again. I mean, this, this is the truth of the message of the church. That it is not enough for us to be born once. We must be born again. It's not enough for us to have the life that comes at our birth. We must have the life that comes by the Spirit from above. This is the message. Now, now here's the thing. While it happened for me one way, that, that night, I, I think I've mentioned it before, that night um, uh, the, the preacher would have said, come down and say the prayer. And they, 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 they used um, celebrate good times, that like 70s and 80s disco kind of song. They used that as the, uh, as the music for us to walk down front of. While, while, while I was saved with the sound of like disco jamming out over the little speakers of the Knolls Auditorium on the campus, and that's probably different than most of the folks in the room, Here's what's the same, is that what started that day didn't happen or find its completion in that moment. Because the second birth, this birth of the Holy Spirit, this, 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 this rebirth that God commands is gradual. There's a there, that last third marker uh, is right down at the end of St. Simon's. And uh, I, uh, I was thinking about the ladies that were down there this weekend. You got that photo? There at the, uh, at the bottom of St. Simon's, many of you uh, will recognize it. There in the middle of the screen is the St. Simon's Lighthouse, historic lighthouse that would guide the sailors and vessels in. And then there's uh, the village and the old casino and, and all of the shops that my... Uh, my credit card was used at yesterday when Julie was down there buying stuff. Um, and then at the end of the very island is, uh, is this pier in the shape of a T. And, and, and I, I love the pier and walking out on it, and people do it all the time, because, uh, because down at the bottom it faces due west, and it's a perfect view of the sun that sets. And then on the other end, it faces due east, and for the few that get up early enough in the morning, you have the best view of watching the sun to rise. But here's the truth. The sun doesn't set, nor does it rise like that. I looked it up in the almanac. Tomorrow morning, it'll take 25 and a half minutes from the time that the sky begins to receive the light of the rising sun before that star, that, that sun, the center of our solar system, actually breaks the horizon. 
25 and a half minutes. Every day, the sun that rises happens gradually. And it's never the same. The colors, they're never the same. The same is true of what's expected of us. It'll be different for every one of us. It'll be gradual, but it has to happen. Let there be no confusion. Being born once is not enough. Jesus and the church declares that we must be born again. This is the next step. This is the turn that must happen for us to get back, to begin the transformation of what we messed up. Let's pray. Author of life, you have given us life. And yet the life of these mortal bodies is not sufficient in of, a, in of, of, of itself. Gracious God, give us the courage to for the first time or, or for the next time Offer the prayers that lead us back to your goodness and your grace. For some people, it'll be the prayer that says, Lord, I want this time to make you Savior of my life, Redeemer of all that I have gotten wrong. And for others, it'll be a, a prayer asking God to continue this, this gradual movement. This, this rising of your Son in our lives. It happens by your grace, and we're thankful for it. But it is out of our freedom that you call us to act. We pray in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.